Welcome to the WP Tonic This Week in WordPress and SaaS podcast, where Jonathan Denwood interviews the leading experts in WordPress, e-learning, and online marketing to help WordPress professionals launch their own SaaS. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic This Week in WordPress. This is episode 770. We've got a returning guest, uh, a friend of the show, a co-host, comes on my monthly roundtable show as well. We've got Spencer Foreman in the house. We're going to be talking about his latest product launch kit. We're going to be talking about his experiences in um, consulting agencies, WordPress agencies and entrepreneurs in the WordPress space. Um, Spencer's a leading influencer in the WordPress scene and it should be a fabulous discussion. So, Spencer, would you like to quickly introduce yourself to any new listeners and viewers? Uh, it's a, my pleasure to be on the show for the first time. Uh, to, <laughs> meet both, to meet both of you, by the way. I've been thinking about hopefully meeting you soon. Um, I'm just joking. I've known Jonathan since show one, and I've known Kurt now for a couple of years, but I had the pleasure to meet you in person in San Diego. It's Spencer Foreman, primarily at WPLaunchify.com, but also at SpencerForeman.com. No E, leave it off for savings. And uh, social media, Spencer Foreman. Um, and yeah, so we were just talking about WordCamp and all the rest of the stuff, but today I'm excited to talk about the changes that are coming and the changes that are. So this is actually an old discussion that's finally come to fruition. I think I predicted this happening uh, at least two years ago. There we go. It's nothing like your predictions coming true, is it? Um, um, I've got my great co-host, Kurt. Kurt, would you like to introduce yourself to the new listeners and viewers? Absolutely, Jonathan. My name is Kurt Von Annen. Uh, I own an agency called Manana Nomas. We specialize in membership and learning platforms and uh, helping small businesses get forward. Should be a great discussion. We're going to really delve deep about um, Spencer's experience in helping a load of WordPress entrepreneurs. We will be back in a few moments. I've got a couple of special messages from the show's major sponsors. Be back in a few moments. Are you looking for ways to make your content more engaging? Sensei LMS by Automatic is the original WordPress solution for creating and selling online courses. Sensei's new interactive blocks can be added to any WordPress page or post. For example, interactive videos let you pause videos and display quizzes, lead generation forms, surveys, and more. For a 20% off discount for the tribe, just use the code WPTONIC, all one word, when checking out and give Sensei a try today. Hi there, folks. It's Jonathan Denwood here, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, and that's Zolo.com. If you've got a WordPress website, a membership website, and you're looking to link it with a great financial management package, Zolo can provide this solution. So all your bookkeeping needs are done through Zolo. If you need new inbox email functionality and you don't want to pay the high charges that Google will charge you, Zolo offers a great email inbox platform. They've got over 
50 apps and services that all integrate fantastic with WordPress at great value levels. And they almost always offer a fully functioning free product as well. So it's just amazing value. Also, if you're a WordPress developer or agency owner, Zolo are looking for great partnerships in the WordPress space. To get all this information, all you have to do, folks, is just go over to Zolo.com and they have the products that you're looking for. Thank you so much, Zolo, for supporting WP Tonic and the Machine Membership Shows. It's much appreciated. We're coming back, folks. I just wanted to say... um, if you we've got some great special offers from the major sponsors, plus we've got a curated list of the best WordPress plugins. So you as a WordPress professional don't have to troll the internet to find the best solution. We've done all that work for you. To find all these goodies and discounts, all you have to do is go over to wp-tonic.com slash deals, wp slash tonic.com slash deals and you find all the goodies there what more could you ask for in july 2023 i don't think much more so let's go straight into it folks so spencer tell us about your new product stroke service launch kit um what is it what what problem does it solve and why have you invested a lot of time and energy in it spencer Okay. Well, I think it would be fair to say the there's not one product and it's not it's more of a productized service. I think the fair word to use would be platform. And I want everybody to imagine as I'm describing this, <clears throat> one of the core principles of WordPress that Matt Mullenweg has said since the very beginning. And I've been here almost since the very beginning. I think he officially got it going in 2005. I was around in 2006. Yeah. Open source, and I just need to remind people this very briefly, open source is essentially the core thing that seems to get lost in a lot of the conversations about our business problems and the development problems and who's being paid problems because the software is free. Free as in buy me a beer free or whatever he used to say nonsense. And he also used to say the famous five-minute WordPress install. (laughs) But along, do you remember that? Like, so along the way from the early days of us sitting around the campfire, lots of stuff happened that we've all talked about before, like testing of what open source means when you had like Chris Pearson and his thesis theme. And Matt's like, I'm sorry, that's not going to go down here because people, the code is theirs to do with what they want. And then Woo themes challenging that when they bought Jigo Shop and forked it and, and, told people, go screw yourself on your lifetime deal. We're going to change. Like all of these things have led 18 years later, like overnight to where we are today. And where are we today? There are two columns of people. There are tinkerers and there are people who just want a solution. The same like when you go to any other SaaS platform, you go to a Wix or a Weebly or a Shopify or Kartra or Kajabi or ClickFunnels or a CRM like Sales Funnel, uh, Salesforce or any, any SaaS solution. People are going there because they have an outcome they desire and they mostly could care less about how does the code work and where did the features get added. They just want it to work. 
They want somebody to give them a reliable, stable place to run their business. And they need to trust that wacky things are not going to keep happening. Now, compare that to the current state of WordPress, where because of some failures in communication, uh, the political structure of WordPress is uncertain. There is not a top-down leadership in the .org space. Third parties have come in and what, like some kind of war movie. There's tribes and there's like politics and there's backstabbing and there's wars and there's everybody fighting for themselves and there's a lie. I mean, it's, it's like you can make a movie. How does that help the end customer? Helps them not at all. How does that help the implementer? Somebody who for the first 17 years of WordPress was able to make a living, a livelihood. I've taught tens of thousands of people, how to use WordPress to sell something to an end user because it was stable, it was reliable. How does it help them when every day of the week there's a new announcement about something else being changed or something being broken or somebody fighting for this or somebody backstabbing this or somebody screwing their customers with an overlay that says they got to get another plug-in to fix the plug-in they already paid for? It's a mess. So my solution has been the time was going to come, and it was a two-year process, and I give Sally Getch the credit for this. When Sally was talking on our old version of that uh, WP Tonic Roundtable show about like, man, that Gutenberg is actually really good. That's my best Sally Getch. And I'm like, Sally, you're crazy. I'm Elementor all the way, or I'm Divi all the way. And she was right. And so when we crossed the threshold that Gutenberg as the page builder instead of classic became usable, and Cadence, that whole thing, became a set of tools. That, along with a few other things, finally gave me the Lego blocks that I could say, the time has come not to white label and customize WordPress into something different, but to just ignore all of the noise and curate out the specific things that when you put them together as a base kit, give an end user a starting point anything can be done on without worrying about getting their own subscriptions, without worrying about their own software, without worrying about all the things breaking. Why? Because there's also been a development in the hosting space where there are now ways that not through multi-site and not through cloning things on a regular server, but where we can have a standard set of plugins that are updated automatically. And although we can improve it, like adding new features and stuff, that while the client is on the platform, of LaunchKit. While they're on that platform, they can't change it. They can't break it. They can do anything they want with the things that are installed, but they can't just do Frankenstein or Shiny Ball and break it. And why is that useful? It, because it gives them the exact relationship they need and an implementer needs, which is just like a SaaS service. If ClickFunnels has everything I need, I just use it or I hire somebody like Kurt or Jonathan to help me with it. But I can't just stick stuff in to break it or change it. I can make a request and maybe Russell will grant me that wish. Well, as the developer of LaunchFlows... <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I think I was like a cat. Yeah, yeah. I thought I was muted. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to get muted on that one. When a, when a developer is on... A, on let's say uh, when uh, when you're on ClickFunnels, when a developer wants to do something for a client, if they need a feature, they can suggest it. When I developed out launch flows, people had amazing ideas all the time, and because I had this curated stack anyway, 
and I wrote the plugin, just like Jack Arturo at WP Fusion and stuff, I could implement their ideas typically the same day because the uncertainty of like, oh my God, this client has 90 million different variations in their setup was no longer an issue. So bring it all home. Launch Kit is a, a, a platform feature that I'm offering for end users and for implementers who would like to take that part out of the equation. If you're an end user, it's $97 a month. It includes all the software. It includes all the email support. And if you're an implementer and you want to put your clients on that, you share the revenue on that 80-20 right now. Now, the reason that's useful is because that takes care of everything. In other words, it's not a traditional hosting thing. It's a platform, but it comes with one magic trick that none of the SaaS platforms have. You can Who's, whose cat was that? Don't worry about it. Uh, he's got dogs, cats, children. He's got a whole nursery. The, the, one, the one benefit it comes with, which you can't get on any of those SaaS solutions, they say things like, your data is yours. But what are you going to do with ClickFunnels data or Kartra or Kajabi or Click, you know, Sierra? What are you going to do with that? You can't go anywhere with it. Yeah. But in WordPress, because LaunchKit is not modifying the core stuff underneath, it's managing it, and it's not bothering to change your hosting into a multi-site. When somebody wants to leave, that's built into the promise. You want to leave? Here you go. Goodbye. Leave, and then go get your licenses in a traditional way. Go get your updates and support in a traditional way. So in other words, it's a complete ideal relationship where somebody is acting as your concierge, acting as your expert, acting as your tour guide, and giving you or your clients something that's ready to use, all the drama removed. Right, From yeah. there, hold on, like one last thing, because I know it was a lot, but like it'll just make it easier. The kit has three other possibilities. The club, course, and pro. And these are natural marketplace things. The club is where, because we've standardized the Lego blocks and everything underneath, when you go to the Lego store, you know, in the middle is all the random blocks and the kids are playing and having fun. But on the outside aisles are all those boxes. I want the kit that has the Death Star. So the club is a way to get pre-made kits of stuff. You know, I want the, the parents club thing. I want the membership thing. It's just arrangements of stuff, including maybe workshop or multiple week courses on how to achieve that. And that's an optional $97 a month. You can come and go, but you get all the assets you need. You get once a week workshops so that you can have office hours instead of just email. The third column is the courses. There will be people, but starting with myself and my team, who will be making courses on how to build your best Lifter LMS or LearnDash course how to actually produce your best sales funnel, how to do customs. So in other words, because this platform is stable, because the inspiration is stable, we can teach people hands-on what to do with those things, just like if you're on Legos or Ikea. And then finally is the pro. There will be people who want stuff done. Hey, Spence, can you just, uh, I don't want to bother doing any of this. Do you have somebody who can do it for me? And that's where, same thing, a pro can do the stuff. So all it is is a traditional marketplace idea, but instead of being locked into a SaaS where somebody can't move it, it's using WordPress underneath. And that's it. I know that was like eight minutes, but like it's... It was actually, you're getting close to 10 minutes, actually. Yeah. But well, we go. got to fill this show out, you know. Yeah, we do. We do. Um, I, I, 
just to respond before I throw it over to Kurt, um, is that um, I do think this will be the, obviously Gutenberg having uh, a more modern um, editing environment. Plus, I saw that um, there was a video from a friend of the show um, about the new backend um, environment. Yeah, they're modifying the, the yeah. editor again. Yes. Um, which will cause chaos, utter chaos. Well, yeah, but it does, it does, yeah, yeah. Um, but I can see the logic to it, but um, it definitely doesn't want to take two years for it to be implemented. Um, I think apart from those two things, what you're trying to do and what you have verbalised is also the other factor that will determine if the WordPress project, the all aspects of it, continues or goes into a dramatic decline. Uh, um, is can it incorporate more effectively the best aspects of SaaS, but incorporate it with the ownership and flexibility of open source. Um, if it can combine those two two things more effectively, it, I see it having a considerably good future. If it can't, I just see, I don't see it dramatically um, declining, but there will be a steady decline. So I do agree with your synopsis that you've outlined. Um, back, back. I'm going to throw it over to Kurt for the next question. Uh, Spencer, I apologize for my allergies. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, you, I apologize. It was funny. Uh, you know, you, you've consulted, as you said, with with you know thousands and thousands of folks. And and what is it that you've? I mean, obviously, you've launched this project, you know, for a reason, right? For, you've noticed a. This is the third iteration of the same concept. The difference today is that in the first two iterations, the tool set was still in development. WordPress was going through phases. The first version was HTML. The second version was early page builders. The third version is I've settled on Gutenberg blocks through the Cadence stack, and it's not because Cadence is only exclusively the one to do it. It's just because we need to achieve a stability to build a WAS experience, a SaaS-like experience in WordPress. Right? Nice, nice. So when you think about all those things you've put together, what, what kind of consistent patterns have you observed in working with all these agencies and entrepreneurs? Well, it's really simple. I mean, we can break it down to like, first of all, the platform itself, the mechanics. I remember the good old bad old days of traditional WHM and cPanel, and then the hosts were all like janky rack servers, barely able to keep up. We live in an abundant world now, but we've seen lots of examples, and I'm friends with many of these people and arguing in public with them about how managed WordPress hosting is not really what it used to mean because there's so much horsepower available if you choose a regular stable host, as long as it's set up with the proper caching and so forth, that conversation should just disappear. It's kind of like cell phone carriers. I mean, most people are probably on 4G, maybe 5G. Nobody worries anymore about, in most civilized areas, like their cell phone service. I can't get gosh darn internet here because I live in Chicago. But as far as the cell phone... So hosting itself is sort of a red herring. It's the setup of the hosting. Right, Somebody still has to configure the things. And instead of at one button, everybody gets one thing, there's a million choices. Very confusing. Number two, there's still a few external services that everybody needs. 
You need to have a payment gateway like Stripe or PayPal. You can't do that yourself. That's one of the few remaining external stuff. But it's confusing for people when they're started to have to set that up before they've even gotten their site going. One of the things we do at LaunchKit is we set that up built in with test keys for Stripe. So they're immediately winning by seeing the outcome. And then they just put their own, they press the button or they get their own keys and now they're on their own thing. But helping them do that if they're stuck is also part of the the bargain. The third thing externalities are SMTP for email. Marketing automation as well as transactional. Most hosting companies are not set up to do modern marketing. You're going to get black flagged or whatever they call it, you know, just going to be shut down. So people have to understand that the platform is also set up for modern marketing automation and marketing emails. And that's something that has so many variabilities that like you're, we're killing ourselves there, which we can do now very simply. The, once that base platform's in place, then it's just a matter of like, what is the outcome somebody needs? And there's like common threads. I have a membership site that I want to sell access to online courses. I have a, I don't know, a training or coaching business that I do live events and I want to save the archives. I do an in-person, like there's formulas or recipes that are so common, we can just take it off the shelf and be done with it. And then finally, there's the design. Cadence is brought to us with the native Gutenberg patterns, not the full site editor, not the crazy let's make more templates, a methodology where right in front of you, you can see the page you're building and you can just copy the blocks from our pattern library or inside the, and just go, oh, I want that. Paste, type the words, associate the button with a product and you're done. More people than not do not want to go and edit the underlying full site editing theme and more people than not want a whiteboard that they can change. Like look at ClickFunnels, Shopify, Kartra, Kajabi. They don't have 50 million different things to choose from. They have one basic thing that you can change the style of or the content of. That's where this whole full site editing thing is taking people in a direction that makes zero sense. And I'm not going to argue about it because there's that column of end users. Well, it, it kind of it kind of makes sense for the professional. It's Maybe. trying. It's trying to be too completely. It's trying to appeal to two completely different market. Which is, if it was done in a slightly different way, it probably is achievable. It's just, but it just needs a lot more faults. Here, here's where I I don't disagree with your point, but here's where I feel like this has taken a turn for the worst. We accepted the Gutenberg editor instead of the classic editor. And we can make blocks and patterns. And that was a big hit to a lot of people because that requires skills and React and JavaScript and stuff. It took us out of PHP. Underneath the hood was always the template. There's traditional template. PHP with the, you know, the, the template hierarchy. When you use Cadence, that all remains. But Cadence grabs a hold of that and through the existing forever customizer gives us all of the custom abilities to build custom layouts and themes and everything. Where full site editing is just jump the shark again, fair enough, for a certain group of people, is it's like, let's gut the template structure system and the template hierarchy and put it into a React special version of whatever the hell this thing is in full site editing for a certain segment of people to use. But now you've got a layer added on a layer on a layer on a layer. And when this thing happens with changing the interface of the admin, when all of a sudden the muscle memory of like, 
I'm used to this remote control and everything it did for 18 years goes away. 18 years. All hell is going to break loose because the people who are well-intentioned and really talented who are building now in the core of WordPress, most of them have no idea what's been going on before because they're all new skill developers. They're all coming with React and jQuery and stuff that wasn't relevant if you were in WordPress before. And they're like, get rid of those real-to-real computer systems from Nassau and let's put in this new thing. And without that hierarchy of like what's gone before, we've seen five or six things in the core of WordPress where they've taken a part out, just, oh, let's gut this thing like short codes the other day, or let's gut this thing like the content editor shows up as a native block. Oh, we need that. I guess we need to put it back in. It's like, what the F is going on? Like it was a, a week where the main content editor couldn't exist inside of a template that was built with full site editing. It's like 18 years and you guys have to be told this the first time. So I'm trying to say this whole idea is to escape, but not escape by putting you in a cage and not escape like some of the, the, the hosting companies have done. Like you're never going to get that until we say you get it but rather to give a stable platform where creative people for their own use or as implementers can finally achieve like a curated way to just build cool stuff and get out of the hailstorm that keeps happening with the crazy stuff of WordPress. And while it's fun to talk about, it's really troubling when you have 100, 200, 300 customers, their shit all breaks overnight because some well-intentioned developer gutted the shortcode out of the core WordPress and it auto-updated on you, right? And so forth. So. um, That's all I got to say about that. um, I've just got a quick follow-through question before we go on to the next one. Um, So, Cadence, fantastic. but. how do you see Cadence um, reacting to the, the new backend interface and to full site editing in general? You know, it's, it's really a framework, you know, in some ways it's a modern version of a framework. You know, it echoes back to Studio Press and Genesis, what Cadence is, utilising blocks and a more modern interface and metaphor. But how do you think, because it's a key part of your setup, how do you see them reacting to this? Well, I mean, I have really good relationships with a lot of folks at Cadence, starting with Kathy Zant and, uh, you know, uh, uh, Carmen over at LearnDashPart. And, you know, there's Matt over runs product market. I mean, there's a lot of folks that are all over there. They're on board. And, you know, even Ben Rittner and his, you know, team and everybody else that do cadence. Here's the thing I want to differentiate. There was a time, I can't remember the name of it. I don't know why it keeps escaping me, but there was like six, eight years ago, somebody attempted uh, to create like a white label version of a bunch of WordPress stuff in a kit for creative people. I cannot think of it right now, but the, the maybe if you know it, jump it out. But like the problem with it was, that they white labeled all the stuff. So they took the parts and melted them together and said, here it is as a platform. That's exactly the opposite of what I'm suggesting. What I'm saying is so important is I'm curating out the the stuff in its native form, delivering it ready to go at the base level on a platform ready to use 
so that people can just start being creative creators or implementers for creative, can just start doing stuff and escape that hailstorm of all the variability. But it comes with a guarantee. As soon as you want to leave, just take everything you've got and go in three minutes or less on your own hosting or whatever. And then you just go to the individual unmolested plugin authors and say, I want to pay you for support and updates. Because remember where we started this interview? WordPress is open source, free as in free beer, not as in free. I don't understand what Matt's talking about anymore, but the code is free. All of the people who have software in here have subscribed to and still maintain, including myself with launch flows. Our code is for anybody to take. It's a badge of honor that I'm on GPL Vault now because like anybody can have launch flows if they want it. That's not what I'm selling. What I'm selling is the curated experience of escaping the dramatic drama changes that go on in WordPress so that somebody could just be creative and build. But as soon as they grow, as soon as they want to do more, as soon as there's something that I say, no, I don't want to do that onto that launch kit platform, go, leave. Maybe you'll stay in the kit. Maybe you'll stay in the, you know, the, uh, the club or maybe you'll stay in the pro. But like, you don't have to be stuck on this platform because we didn't melt all of that into one block of custom plastic. That's the magic. So when people ask me, Spence, how have you taught 40,000 people and serviced all these clients? Because I figured out over these years, I raised three kids on my own, how to do more with less steps, Marie Kondo style. And right now, I can't tell you how frustrating it is when every single part of WordPress is changing and every single third party is competing to have 50 versions of the same thing, how much distraction that is from I have a list of clients who are all just like, all I wanted was a membership site that I can launch today and get started. And it's like, they go over to Kartra, Kajabi, ClickFunnels, whatever, because that's delivered there. In WordPress, I have to start with, let me explain .org versus .com. Let me explain why Jetpack is bad. Let me explain why you don't want to go over to Automatic or this or that. Like, by the time I'm done explaining all of that flea market mindset, people are long gone. But best of all, how much does it get started? How much does it cost to get started for my membership site? Well, what I can say now is it's $97. Everything's included. <laughs> the hosting, the platform, ready to go. You're up in five minutes. And if you ever want to leave or go with your implementer, go. That's the point. It's a pure SaaS solution, but curated by somebody who has, let's say, my mindset or energy, because I feel like that's my superpower over the last 18 years to take complex things and make them simple, but not in a way that requires us to build from scratch anymore. We've yeah, got right. the, the Lego blocks. All right. Um, got some more fabulous questions to ask Spencer based on these years of experience. We're going to go for our break. <laughs> We will I was be, on, I was on show number three of this. Yes, uh, yes, you were with Bill, uh, with Bill Conrad back in the days. Oh, don't we, mention that. We used to do this from the back of a wagon pulled by a horse in those days. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> recorded it on vinyl. Yeah. Um, thanks for bringing that up. We will be back in. We will be back in a few moments, folks. See you soon. Hey, it's Spence from LaunchFlows.com. If you've been looking for a fast and easy way to create powerful sales funnels on WordPress, then look no further than LaunchFlows. In just minutes, you can easily create instant registration, upsells, downsells, order bumps, one-click checkouts, one-time offers, 
custom thank you pages, and best of all, no coding is required. For as little as $50 per year, you can own and control your entire sales funnel machine with Launch Flows. Get your copy today. This podcast episode is brought to you by Lifter LMS, the leading learning management system solution for WordPress. If you or your client are creating any kind of online course, training-based membership website, or any type of e-learning project, Lifter LMS is the most secure, stable, well-supported solution on the market. Go to LifterLMS.com and save 20% at checkout with coupon code PODCAST20. That's PODCAST20. Enjoy the rest of your show. We're coming back, folks. I just want to say if you're a WordPress professional and you're looking for a great hosting provider that really does understand WordPress, uh, that specializes in membership and community-powered websites, why don't you look to become a partner with WP Tonic? We offer some great packages. We're a great partner and we understand WordPress um, really well and this particular space. To find out more, go over to wp tonic.com slash partners. That's wp-tonic.com slash partners. And you can find out more there and we'd love you to become part of the tribe. So, Spencer, um, you know, you consulted a lot of um, developers looking to enter the WordPress Space, you know, it's still driving between 40 to 43% of all websites. What are some of the things through your consultancy side of your business have you noticed when consulting developers that don't are attracted to word, the WordPress space but don't understand the ins and outs of launching a new product service in the WordPress community? What are some of the things? some of the things that you regularly see that they misunderstand? They say if you live long enough, everything comes full circle. And it's, in my experience, every, depending on which circle, 10 to 40 years. One of the things I can definitely say that is the new trend as a result of all the modern technology like AI and so on and so forth is something that I grew up with, something that Gen Xers particularly still find very attractive. What what people want today from an agency or an implementer, as I call them in WordPress, is the concierge personal relationship, just get it done for me, but do it at a price that is not objectively taking advantage of me. Um, nobody is stupid anymore. The, it's all out in the open. So there were days I can recall back when like CRMs first started, got started, like Infusionsoft, before it was possible to do that stuff. They used to charge $2,500 just for the privilege of talking to a salesperson and then charge you tens of thousands of dollars to implement it. We can do that now for $97 on a kit. With designing a website, I used to teach people how $2,500 to $5,000 for a basic four or five page HTML WordPress website was standard because you had to chop a tree down and carve it out of wood. Nobody's that dumb. You can go on the web and push a button or ask OpenAI and boop, boop, a 20 page website spits out with like bells and whistles. But you know what that's created in people? 
the same anxiety that, let's say, Steve Jobs understood when we were all trying to buy Windows 95 laptops from Sony. And he's like, or you have one laptop, two sizes. You have one mobile device, two sizes. You have one desktop, two sizes, six choices. You're done. Premium pricing for what you're getting, but for you, immediately satisfied what you needed was I need somebody to tell me what to do and how to do it in a way that makes sense and is immediately gratifying and it feels safe because there's a real person behind it. You know what doesn't work anymore? Screwing your clients up and down like trying to sell them something they know they could get elsewhere. Trying to compete for lowest price. So what it means is that like the clients want an outcome You have to have the time or effort to learn by talking. It's so simple. Asking, what do you need? What's your problem? Does it hurt when you go like this? Because they'll tell you what's wrong. And then you take the kit as your stable starting point. And you immediately can launch something that's worth $5,000 in an hour. And maybe you charge them $2,500. And they're like thrilled because now they can actually, you know, use it because it's got the interface that's friendly to them or, you know, something that they don't have to go out and buy 12 plugins and have 12 other relationships with strangers to ask questions about. You see? So being a concierge at the Four Seasons, but charging, you know, Hyatt Place pricing is the new it because your cost of delivering that is best western so you're still making a really generous markup but your client is feeling like a rock star and they don't feel stupid and that's the difference and the same thing in the marketplace i go after these companies in our space that are our colleagues because it's so disrespectful to all of us when they put up stuff in front of their plugins and things that like try to scare the shit out of people about like you bought this plugin and it's a danger criminal activity da, 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 da. and it's like guess what By eliminating all that in the kit, the client doesn't ever have to have that, like, what the hell is happening? Or, you know, my whole site stopped working. Those are things that people want to pay to avoid today. So that's what I recommend. If you're an implementer, being a participant in this financial system and like recurring payments, I know you can send somebody to HostGator and get $85 one time. Well, with the kid, if you send a client, it's $97 a month and I'll give you 20% of that forever as long as the client stays there. Because that's how I make sure that you want to keep sending people there and I can afford to do that because I'm not going through the same support problems of somebody who's got an independent site where the person put in crazy stuff, blew it all up and so forth. It's like a little nest in a tree where the the eggs hatch. And if the client gets bigger, they move on. All right, over to you, Kurt. This is, is, by the way, I want to just, anybody's listening, that was a sigh of Jonathan. Jonathan and I have known each other like (laughs) 16 years. That was his sigh of like, why do I keep asking him onto these shows? Why? (laughs) Why? Over to you, Kurt. Over to you. I just... I'm listening, Spencer, and, and I'm and I'm hearing it. I just I, I feel like I'm gonna say it's like you're challenging my worldview. And and I just wanna kind of put this out there. Every time as an agency that I have attempted to limit the options and give them a package and say, here's your template, all you gotta do is put in your text and images and you're good to go. And they go, That's exactly what I want. And then I go, It's done. Here it is. And every time I do that. They come back with, I don't want this field. I don't want this button. I need this button to be this. I need, and then I need, uh, you know, I need 
advanced custom fields. I need my reporting to change. I, and it's like, this is not what we did in the, in the scoping. This is not what we discovered in the needs assessment. I have the recordings of what you asked for, and I developed exactly. I've taken what a blood sample. I've taken yeah, a blood sample. I think, I think this is actually very healthy because I agree with you. But let's differentiate the type of product or, or solution for a client that this is for versus the alternative. Okay, so let's start with the premise. We can all agree, I believe, that no matter how you deliver a product for a client, you either put them on a sandbox or you set up a base site for them. So just getting the stuff that they need in a place where it's stable and whatever is time-consuming, even if you have an optimized system. And for the client, there's an uncertainty as to, is this mine right now or yours right now? Who owns it? Who's paying for it? It's like a complicated thing. So the first thing is to just say, what if we had a place that was inexpensive that the client signed up for, you get 20% of the revenue of, and if they decided to stay there until a certain thing happened, they can. Okay, next, you bring up a good point. Whatever you decide to do as an implementer, there are going to be clients that have complex needs and they're already mature in their wants and they just need a custom site. For those people, it's probably not a good match to use the launch kit because that's not what it's for. This is like a birdie's nest in a tree for a client that wants to launch something that they would have put on a SaaS platform. Now let's compare that. If you had a client that wanted this custom WordPress solution, but they wanted to use ClickFunnels, guess what? You're going to have to bust your behind to go set it up from scratch on ClickFunnels because ClickFunnels doesn't have something that like... So you can compare those two things and say, if in your initial conversation with a client, they just need custom, 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 they're not a good match for the kit. The clients that are a good match for the kit are the ones where get back to what's in the kit. The things that I've curated in there have been after 18 years of experience the minimal number of Lego blocks that accomplish the maximum number of feature requests in a way that simplifies overlap, which is a big problem in our space. Like five plugins all want to be frameworks and they all have 90 different dashboards, right? Even Lifter LMS has this problem. Why is Lifter LMS selling it instead of WooCommerce? But the point is, it's a curated set of stuff so that as an implementer, your client doesn't have to get lost, but you can still show them copy, paste, simple. Here's how we did a custom layout for this sales funnel, this product, this whatever. Now, last thing, let's say you have a brilliant idea as an implementer and you're like, oh, Spence, I love the thing, but if it only it did this. I add it into the core thing and then the next version that deploys that day or whatever, your client has it available. Turn on or turn off the plugin, use it, don't use it, but they can't break it because They can have any content, any change, even customization, even importing, exporting. You can do all of that. You just can't change the core stack of plugins without it being from the top down because that's what screws up everybody. You see what I mean? So I totally get your concept, but there is also a basis for not every bicycle fits everything. I think um, I'm going to speak for Kirk and move on to the next question is the... There's a number of buckets. I'm not, I think you're, what you're trying to attempt to do, you definitely got, it will appeal to a certain bucket of customers. But sure. it's about, it, there's a very diverse, different, you know, they, they're in broad, they're bucket, it's like um, a Russian doll is a better example. Um, 
There's definitely um, different Russian dolls, but in that Russian dolls, there's a smaller Russian doll. There's a subset. Well, let's just look at other, let's use Elementor as an example, right? Verity Hines, very clear, outspoken. Elementor's left the building. Okay, I don't want to speak for it. Elementor's, hold on. Elementor's left the building because they went to their platform. And if you follow them, you can see customers are arguing with them about like, why are you well, I would I would slightly disagree with you because they're they're attempting to go at two directions at the same time. Well, the reason why I've in, interrupted you was that I feel you were totally correct until about eighteen months ago. But you've seen uh, I saw it myself at WordPress um, um, Portugal um, WordCamp. WordCamp Europe in Porto, they were doing a load of outreach around the event. They weren't allowed at the event, but they were doing sub meetings. You talking about Elementor? Yes, and they were do- they were doing a PR exercise, and they're consistent. Where it looked like they were, and they still are. They've got their fully hosted. But, but this isn't about the this isn't about the politics. That was true. That's another element of the drama. What I'm saying is a metaphor is Elementor has left the building to their own hosted cloud platform. And it's been very clear in public now from Verity and other people in that team. They're developing where it's Elementor Cloud first. Oh, by the way, this runs WordPress stuff versus yeah. WordPress and use Elementor. And the things you're referring to were like they're doing two things at once is because they have a legacy of people who are still in WordPress first who are like, hey, man, why aren't you fixing our stuff? Now, what well, I'm it's saying not, is... I wouldn't know. I think they realized when they looked at their sales that um, it's, a two, it's a two-edged monster because a lot of their of sales come from the perfect or the quasar professional market. And trying to ditch the professional quasar WordPress market is like well, because, cutting your own throat. I mean, let's look at the reasons. So the reasoning behind LaunchKit, and there is definitely a, a, a fork in the road as to who this is for, is that I have all these years learned what not to do. What not to do is not to modify the essence of the underlying code or software or hide who it's from. It's to take the original free as in beer, the code is free, and use it as it was intended to curate it into a system that removes all of the politics, removes all of the distractions, removes all of the core setups so that we have a a starting point that anybody can agree on. And then at that point, give somebody as a a sales, uh, as a marketing tool, say, we want you to leave if you grow out of this. We want you to take this, get started fast and take your client over to your own hosting if it's good for your business. I want you to build solutions, but with one caveat. Build the solutions with the curated tools in the kit so that whatever you build can be then brought back into the ecosystem and updated from one place for the benefit of anyone else who wants to buy it from you. And we'll take yeah, 20% I, of it. Right. You see so, what I'm saying? Like Legos. Yeah, I, 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 I definitely <laughs> understand. Uh, um, um, uh, like, like Legos aren't made out of wood for a reason because they wouldn't snap together with the other 50 billion Legos that yeah, are sure. Uh, um, so... If you were the benign dictator of WordPress, um, what one or two things, if you had the power, <laughs> if you were the head of WordPress, the benign dictator, the god figure, the godhead, if you were the godhead, 
what the one or two things about the WordPress community, whatever you want to call it, um, what would be one or two major things that you would change tomorrow in if you were the master? Hey, it'd be a shame if something happened to the leader. I'm just the saying. benign leader. The benign okay. leader. So, in all seriousness, we have to do this in a hypothetical. But what I want to say before I do the hypothetical is, in the real world as it is, okay, I think the mistakes that are being made now can be remedied, but won't be. But they could be remedied by recognizing that a marketplace in the .org was set up and continues to exist that is no longer benefiting anybody because it is metaphorically a flea market or a school bus full of kids. And now there's lots of tactics of infighting going on and, and consolidation and all the stuff we talked about before. So it's unhealthy in the context of wanting to change the underlying core because while these people are all fighting like in the streets over, you know, nickels and dimes and whatever to save their businesses, the core is changing and they're clearly motivated by things that have nothing to do with being on the payroll or a unified front. We're not in a WAS environment or a SAS environment. We're in a free-for-all situation. Okay. That always leads to major disruption and not always good for the, the current owners. Okay. I feel a little insulted when I go to these word camps. I mean, or when I've been to the word camps and I see like the messaging is like this pretend I don't know what's going on from the top down. I think that Matt could, would, should be a Steve Jobs or be any other set. Like this is what's, you know, Mark Benioff, this is what Salesforce is doing and this is how it's doing it. But not like in this random thing, we're going to clean up the marketplace. Okay. Now in my real world, do I have any aspiration as a 56-year-old low-key father of three to, to be running a SaaS 43% of the internet? No, no. I like my naps. I like my walks. I don't like drama. I mean, I make drama, but I don't like drama. What I want is to say <laughs> there's, there's like a little resort. <laughs> well, in other words, the, differ the difference is I have, a, I have a fundamental core belief system that is based upon being non-duplicitous in life. I believe I'm a spiritual being, have a human existence. My name and reputation is all that I come into the world with. It's all I leave with. I need to be completely truthful about everything I do because that's the only thing that matters, right? I am the one it matters to, but to people who are in a relationship with me, that's important as well. I find it very disturbing when people choose shortcuts and they act one way in public and one yeah, way in so public. So what are the one or two, if you had the power so, tomorrow, so here, what would be what the I one or two do. things you would change? Number one is that I feel like the marketplace itself is broken because instead of people building features, they've been left to build platforms. That has to change immediately. In other words, we, sorry, there could be one or two choices of uh, LMSs, you know, Lyft or LearnDash or something. And there's a legacy, of course. But we don't need 57 different choices for, you know, how to order posts inside of the editor. We don't need like six different plugins that do this, that, or the other thing. And the problem is you can't easily undo that, right? Like the cat's been out of the bag for so long. But, mm. what, we, but what you could do is to change it going forward. So for example, if they're all hell-bent on this new thing, this new like version FSE and so forth, they could draw a line in the sand between the old world in you know, Europe 
and the new world in the Americas. Anybody who wants to build for this new WordPress, guess what? There's a built-in like build features for WordPress that have ability to be sold, but not entire plugin platforms. So that would be a fair way to do it because the oldie timey folks like us are like, okay, we'll we'll take the old stuff and keep rolling. But the new marketplace is like, you know, you're all React and all the rest of the stuff. Number two is I just think that Automatic has to come forth and be honest and start hiring real people on real salaries like a regular company and stop pretending that this Tom Sawyer paint the fence thing works. Mm -hmm. Because like the way that these changes are being made, they're by volunteers who you can't blame them. But it's like a volunteer who's been here for two years, who's an expert in React, rips the guts out of the core or WooCommerce or something. And yeah, and, and I just want to quickly, because uh, I agree with point one, and I think you're making a great point in point two, because it doesn't mean that you can't have volunteers, but volunteers need supervision and guidance. They need they? to have a top-down, like, this is the roadmap, not like, hey, I just fixed it. Like, I'm in there, listen, I don't want to sound geeky, but I'm in there as a sort of self-taught developer reading the, these are really nice, smart people volunteering, but it's like two dudes at a coffee shop or three, three people, a woman, a man, they're just talking as if nothing else exists. And then they, they have the authority to rip something out of core as long as two other people say yes to it. It's like, what? Like, how can you do that? You know, it just doesn't make sense for something that runs half the internet, that there's not a structure of responsibility, a hierarchy, a roadmap. You know what I mean? Like, can you imagine if any other SaaS company or product company ran like that? Like, oh, it's Apple's volunteers. Somebody just like modified the, you know, iPhone store. It would be impossible. So I don't want that. I mean, what I want, what I think is going to be possible and what I'm trying to achieve is I've taken the same method I've used since I was 10 years old. I found a problem that I'm fascinated by. It amazes me that 18 years later, I'm still spending seven hours a day looking at this WordPress and it never gets old. And I think it's because it's the ultimate playground of building stuff for people that they want to pay. But in doing so, I'm going to be like, here's my elementor metaphor. I'm willing to say, you know what? I've got a very contrarian view, as Kurt said nicely. I'm going to go out and say, Anybody wants to follow me, use this. But you're not locked in my cage and you can always leave and go back to the world of WordPress because I realize as a business person, that's the only way to make it a guarantee that it works. And I think through doing that, I have a goal of signing up 200 people. I have a list in the tens of thousands. I want to sign up 200 people as early adopters. I'm going to put this link up on WP Launchify where you can sign up. It's going to be 97 for the kit, 97 for the club, and 97 for the early beta adopter. Help us launch this build contribution thing. And what that means is four weeks, the people who sign up will get to have all this stuff, help us interactively. This is what I want. I wish you could do this. Like literally help us build it. And I just need 200 people. And you're, you're welcome to bring your customers if you want because you can make money on that too. But that is how I'm going to launch this. And I'm quite confident that those people will help us achieve something that many people really feel like it's long overdue. And by the way, I love all the various hosting providers. And like we said, I'm good friends with Jason Cohen and some other people. They have all their reasons to do what they do to run their business, like jamming cash down people's throats. 
But like, that's another thing that I want to escape because when you're starting out, those are the things that trip people up. And that this is a way for me to just get everybody right to like instant satisfaction. Right, Tio. Um, I think we'll wrap it up, actually. Um, so, Spencer, what's the best way? Well, I think it, what's the best way to find out more about you and what you're up to? Well, go to wplaunchify.com. I'm going to put a panel up shortly with the this thing. I'm I'm not announcing it officially till the 17th because I'm going. It's the four week mark of the summer. I'm going to visit my kids at camp and so forth. But the sometime right before then, the panel will be up to sign up. You can always email me help at wplaunchify. You're welcome to have a free call with me there. Um, or social media. And when this happens, like I say, I'm not, I have no desire to stick my thumb in a Mullenwag or anybody else's eye, but I'm absolutely, that's what I meant by the drama comment. I'm absolutely going to hold a sign up in public when people do things that are duplicitous, like pretending that their GPL plugin can have some crazy warning or telling the .org people to do one thing, whereas in .com you're making a deal selling everybody down, you know, downstream. It's like, it's not fair. It's not right. And that's where I just feel like we should all be on the same playing field. And then whatever happens, happens. I just want to make a livelihood as I've been doing from WordPress and I want to help other people do it as well, but with less drama. Right, thanks for that. Kurt, what's the best way for people to find out more about you? Surprise, surprise, I'm on LinkedIn. You can look me up on uh, LinkedIn, Kurt Von Adam, the only Kurt Von Adam there. And uh, anything online that's manana no mas is typically me. Manana no mas, tomorrow no more. This is some view. I, I have a new website called Ayer no mas. Oh, right. <laughs> Listeners and viewers, um, to end the show, um, I want to dedicate this show um, to a group of people. And I want to dedicate it to Robert Shaw on and the the 54th Massachusetts Regiment. On the 18th of this month, I'm going to publish this podcast a bit early. And like I say, I want to dedicate it to Robert Shaw who showed tremendous courage, and so did his men, um, attacking Fort Wagner. Um, he died with his men. Um, their courage, his courage and their collective courage, rejuvenated the Union's will to fight and gave respect to the people that were on their knees to rise up and fight for the Union. Is a great day of celebration, his sacrifice and his men's sacrifice. I'll see you next week, folks, for another podcast. See you soon. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening. We really do appreciate it. Why not visit the Mastermind Facebook group? And also to keep up with the latest news, click wp-tonic.com forward slash newsletter. We'll see you next time.